were we doing cold opens before? I think we did do a cold open. Uh, I think we tried Poth, but whatever. Poth. We got to figure out a yeah, name. Yeah, Poth. We, we tried we got, didn't Poth. We have, didn't we have like an actual like intro thing? Oh, I mean, we have the point? intro. We have an intro. No, but I mean, we had like an actual, here's how we're going to. I think we had an it's intro. It's been a long time. And it's been a long I time. I think it kind of went like this. Boom! I tricked everyone, including myself, with the open. Welcome, everyone, back. Back to Rune Terrible Radio. We've got stuff to talk about. I am your host, Blevins. Joining me, as always, is Saucy Man. What's up, buddy? It's me. How's it going, bud? It's it's going great, and we are joined again by the one and only Charmer. Welcome back. I appreciate you having me come back. I uh, was a little unsure that I would get to come back after how badly, how poorly, how unexcitable, how uneventful my last visit to this show was. We like to give everyone at least a second chance, you know, <laughs> and that includes you. <laughs> Friend of the show, you know, the, the early days are behind us. We had a we great episode. Forward. Okay, Charmer, I love that episode. <laughs> now, well, now I, I need feel you bad. to understand. I I need you to understand that you're going to have to have me back at least a third time because uh, well, one time uh, that something happens, it could just simply be an anomaly. Twice might be a coincidence, but three times is a trend. And so I need you to understand that I have a complete trend of letting you down. Okay. <laughs> we, we'll give you the chance to fulfill the prophecy of letting us down. <laughs> so you're saying that what, if you when are... I've let you down three times, I level up. Yep, that's true. Ooh, bringing it back, bringing it back to the game. So, so you're saying if we have you back a third time, we're going to be trending. Rune Terrible Radio is going to be trending on Twitter. Oh, gods, no! <laughs> no. If you have me back, if you, if you have me back a third time, the only thing you're going to be trending is uh, in Cthulhu's dreams. He might actually Ooh. wake up after such a disaster. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to just see if that uh, if that happens. Uh, Regardless, we'll have to wait for that third time, but you'll definitely get that. You'll definitely get the call back. I, mean, I love I, that. I know the guy that, I know the start, guy that does the invites for the show, so I can get you I back. Can, uh, I can start making every guest into a, a Runeterra card because I have that template I made. Ooh. So his will be when I've let you down three times, level up. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. And uh, if you really want to give it some flavor text, you could say third time's a charm. Ooh, that's a good flavor text. That because, is a good because your text. name, your name is like Charmer, and there's third times a charm. Wait, yeah. I don't get it. Um, okay, oh, no. later. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about the our brand new uh, logo for 40 minutes, but actually, we're just talking about <laughs> mindless banter for the first 40 minutes of the show. That and that was that's the fine. show, yeah. yeah. That's fine. That was the pre. It was the it was the post credits pre-show and now we're getting into the show where we're going to talk about legends of runeterra because guess what guys we're going to be playing in the open beta on the 23rd if you pre-registered yes if you haven't already guys make sure you go to playrunterra.com yeah it's play and pre-register so that you can get in a day early and play with all of us because that's going to be great but we got we've got yeah, open and unless beta. you're unless you're listening to this live you're too late 
because it's got to be today to get your one day I early was, access. It's on the 15th. The oh, it's the 15th. I thought it was the 19th. <laughs> oh. oh, well, uh... I don't know. It might be the 19th. I don't, I don't know either. It's uh, sometime between the 15th and the 23rd. Five. You should have already done it. I mean, this is yeah. going to be the the best card game that Riot has come out with in the last five years. Easy. So True. I can say that without a doubt, honestly. Well, what about... Oh, nope. Can't reveal that. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I have no... I have NDA. No uh, yeah, and <laughs> I, have a, I have a friend DA with Riot. Uh, Mr., um, um, Jerry Riot himself actually told me not to say anything, so... <laughs> Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, it is confirmed. It's the nineteenth by eleven fifty nine p.m. Ooh. Sometime zone. I was gonna say, what time zone is it? Some time zone. <clears throat> pre-registering but, um, online. Okay, I just pre-registered for me. Had my bot do it for me. Love that you didn't. Um, before we before we just dive into mindless banner banter for like another hour, um, <laughs> Charmer, real quick for those who don't know you, give us a little synopsis who you are, a little bio, a little uh who who is all right so it all started Mm -hmm. in 1983 Mm -hmm. and a man loved a woman very very much i'm just (laughs) kidding my father did not love my mother he was an alcoholic and he beat her a lot but they had a relationship that resulted in me and some many many years later i fell in love with card games and i decided one night in my basement to start streaming on twitch and i Fell in love with playing digital card games and or strategy games uh, via the internet with strangers, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, it led me to uh, where we are now. But uh, along the way, like if people care about credentials or that, that sort of thing, um, I do casting. So uh, if you're familiar with the Elder Scrolls Legends, I did the Master Series for them. If you're familiar with Artifact, I cast the We Play tournaments for them. Um, I've done some magic events. I've done some like Dota Underlords events, things like that. So I, I'm known for casting, and I'm hoping to do that with Legends of Runeterra because I love the game. So well, I can say with confidence that if people are watching a show that I'm on, then they don't care about credentials. So <laughs> no need. Who's this guy? <laughs> Who is this guy? I I don't know, but uh, I just keep putting out more shows, so people eventually are like, "Oh, that's the guy that's also on that show." Great. Yeah. Let's see who he has on this week, so we can actually listen to the show. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So yes, that is Charmer. You are more than credentialed to be on here, and you also. So before we get into, I'm, I I, met, I teased it a little bit before, but let's just announce this now, Saucy. We have. Our new logo, which if you're watching on YouTube, it's down there somewhere. Uh, if you're wa- if you're listening on the podcast, then uh, if you squint really, really hard, that okay, that, that there's no there's no magic. It doesn't work, yeah. Um, you go to our Twitter at Rune Terrible, and you can see our little guy there. He's got a uh, he's a little Poro guy. He's at a mic. He's got a little beard and a hat and. Uh, we we need some names for him, or we need you to vote on some names because we've got we've got some front runners here. Can yeah, you... we have a plethora of names. So yeah, we put it out like, hey, we need someone to name the mascot. We've gotten a a handful of yeah uh, good ones and a couple not good ones. <laughs> we had a really good one actually from you, Charmer, before we started the pre in the pre pre show. Do you want to throw your name into the hat, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, if anybody knows me, they know that I love a good uh, dad joke, a good pun. And so when I saw that little guy, I thought immediately it should be Benicio Del Poro. 
Uh, got some pushback, though. You guys suggested maybe Guillermo del Poro, and I'm okay with either, as long as it's some sort of del Poro. Mm-hmm. I'm just a big as as del, del Poro lineage. Family. Right. As long, yeah. as long as it's in the del Poro lineage. I'm just a yep. big fan of Guillermo del Poro. I just loved Hellboy it's movies, and I didn't really like Pan's Labyrinth because uh, I can't read. And I don't know Spanish, so that was a that was kind of a miss for me. But uh, if, you know, all of his other work, I just really, really liked. So, uh, what else do we have? Oh, we've got terrible. We've got Terry. That was one from Terry. Joshi, who has also been on the show. Uh, Rune terrible Terry. That's a pretty. Good, I mean, that's got a ring to it. Yeah, that's the second option. And then by complete <laughs> chance and accident, we also <laughs> threw in Scruffle because it's cute. So whatever. it is cute, and he does kind of look like a Scruffle. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks i would if i saw him walking down the street i'd be like you look like a scruffle oh look a little, look a scruffle. little scruffle look at a little scruffle yeah, well, and, then he, and he pulls out a hammer and just blasts you right that's that's his thing he's got, he's got a hammer scruffle has a hammer but i don't know were there any other ones that we want to throw in we'll we'll, we'll throw a poll up on twitter um yeah for you to vote tell and, us what you tell us what you like what you think and uh, if we don't agree with it we'll probably just pick whatever we want anyway but we want yeah, i'll just delete it yeah i'll just if the poll goes it goes the wrong way i'll just create hundreds of twitter accounts and yes. just vote for the one i like yes. so you know it's just like regular voting in america <laughs> voting <laughs> complete um so we, yeah we've got we've got the bot on our end to do uh yep. to do the voting so definitely do that but okay let's talk about the announcement we got we got an official announcement we've got open beta open not closed not just for the the privileged few who watched hundreds of hours of Twitch videos to get an invite, but everyone will be able to play. Everyone will be able to play regardless if, yep. if you listen to this episode in the future and forget to pre-register. Everyone gets to play on January yep. 24th. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Did, I don't know. Did that uh, surprise either of you guys? I don't know if you had like privileged information, but that we didn't go from to closed beta. We just went straight to open. I mean, I don't know I'll, can... I'll answer it. I'll answer it worded this way. I was not surprised. There you go. I so for those of you who weren't um, scouring the different various discords and reddits for Runeterra, like I was the day of the announcement, it was leaked uh, from a Chinese source, or no, not the Chinese source. Sorry, it was leaked on. Um, I guess leaked is probably not the right word. I don't know if it was meant to do that. They pre-posted the videos on YouTube and they scheduled the release for the time, the date and time that it was supposed to go out, which was like 2 p.m. Eastern or something like that. I don't remember. But on some of the South, I think the Brazilian and yeah. one of the other ones, like it had in the description, join us or everyone can play or join us and play on January 24th. So everyone's like, oh, it's going to be, you know, closed beta is going to be on the 24th or this. And I'm like, well, it doesn't actually say that. It says join us and play on the 24th. So maybe we'll have open beta on the 24th. And then maybe I had hope. I, I held out hope that we would be able to do closed beta that day, though. Low key. I was kind of glad that we didn't because uh, I know I was, I was not prepared. My, uh, yeah, my week would have been completely shot. So it was probably good to have a little bit of leeway in terms of uh, not just opening the floodgate for that one. Yep. <laughs> um, but I got to say the official, um, Runeterra discord was, um, 
I don't want to say amok because I think it was mostly tame, but there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of uh, wild speculation going on in that, in that, and like different tangents, and like people were bringing up like uh, if you check if you check Riot's uh, job postings, there's a bunch of postings in Hong Kong, which means that the for for Runeterra, which means the development's done in Hong Kong, so they could release it on this day, and like. The tinfoil Jeez. hats were on. And that is I down the say, rabbit hole well, for sure. I, I gotta say, I may have been um, not instigating, but I was, I was, I was stirring the pot a little bit. <laughs> for some oh, of I the, could see the that. wackier theories because I just want to see people go for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the price of oregano in Texas has gone up, and so one of the developers has a summer <laughs> home there, and <laughs> I just go. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, I'm I'm extremely excited for that because they also announced that we're getting ranked mode in yes. this uh, open beta season, which is a big thing because it's one thing to just be able to play. That's obviously great, but we are we are in a an age of competitive min maxing and degeneracy, especially when it comes to card games. So people want their ranks, they want their yes. points. Uh, and everything about that, uh, Charmer. What do you think about the this early ranked mode? How are you feeling about it? I mean, it's it's a ranked mode. I think that having a ranked mode is incredibly important. I think one of the things that hurt, say, like Artifact when that game launched, was that it launched without a ranked mode because mm -hmm. you need to give people a reason to keep coming back. Mm -hmm. And yes, this game's got a really great progression system i like the quests i like the uh you know pick a region and mm -hmm. earn stuff for it i like all of that but beyond just expanding your collection for the people who are really diehard for the people who want to test their metal and like let's be honest it's a riot title right we're ingrained to associate riot and our medallion status mm -hmm. because some of us are you know iron plebs and some of us are uh, diamond or challenger or whatever we want that in a riot card game the same way we do from league and the same way we already get it from team fight tactics so mm -hmm. i think that launching with ranked is uh really important but you know early on i don't i don't know what the significance will be other than bragging rights because we don't right. know anything about potential um you know tournament modes tournament formats mm -hmm. i've been talking to a lot of different people about you know, ways that that could go. And until we see like that side of things, the ladder will be, you know, just a bragging rights ladder and that's fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what are we, but uh, masters of fake internet points in this day and age. So yeah, people, people definitely want that. Um, and what better a way to flaunt your fake internet points than with the friends list, which is already coming out, which is, yeah. It's a big thing. I mean, uh, I don't want to name any. Okay, actually, I do want to name names because I don't. I don't care. Uh, MTG Arena still like they just implemented it and it sucks. The friend, the friend, uh, friend requests and that. So uh, it, it coming out and releasing or releasing open beta with friends mode and being able to challenge your friends. Though I did, I believe, see on Reddit a confirmation that you're not able to play against people in other regions which kind of sucks okay. for a game like this because it's like, who cares? But I mean, Hearthstone's like that, right? You need to make an easy Yeah. Account. Like, I'm not really that surprised simply because when they did their most recent video and they were talking about the social aspects, they had mentioned that your 
Riot friends list from like League of Legends is also going to already be imported here, and mm-hmm. that's already kind of region locked. So whatever right. infrastructure they're using, it's going to have the same backstop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is a bit of a bummer, but I, like I'm not surprised now that we know that it's going to be intertwined. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, I'm also not super worried. I mean, it does kind of stink if you want to play like. I'm thinking in the future, actually not even necessarily in the future, since we have a friend mode, since we have a friends list and if you can challenge your friends, like we can technically run tournaments regardless of what Riot get, does or doesn't yeah. give us, right? We can use Battlefy or Smash.gg or any other third party tournament bracket thing to do that and then just have people play the games. Um, so uh, it does kind of stink in the sense that like I know people in our community, there's people in EU and like if you wanna like we're probably gonna be doing NA tournaments if we're if we're doing anything, at least for a while. So you kinda have to like put time into I mean it's nice that it's free, right? Like Hearthstone, like if you wanna have a competitive deck in Hearthstone, like you better just and you're starting from nothing, just fork yep. up some 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 dough. This is yep. you're gonna have to put some time in, so it does kind of stink from that, unless you can transfer your collections over, but I, I doubt it. Um, we don't know anything about that, so I can't really speak to that, but mm-hmm. it just kind of stinks uh, to have to do that from from that perspective. But maybe maybe there will be something uh, in the future to kind of mitigate that. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the other things, like speaking about like future mitigation, mm-hmm. um, one of the other things that I don't think has been directly addressed is whether or not your stock for wild cards carries over from session to session. So we know from the preview events that when you are purchasing wild cards directly, you can only purchase so many in any given time period, mm-hmm. right? I believe that they uh, had a weekly reset during the preview events and mm-hmm. you could buy X number of champion wild cards, epics, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Now, once your thing resets and you your store restocks, if you will, I don't know if only going to ever refill to a max like that's the most you can buy in any given period oh. or if you didn't buy any if it's going to go above and the reason that that matters the reason that distinction matters is because it's it's going to impact players who might not come over right at launch mm-hmm. or might you know stick playing their game like let's say you're a Hearthstone person and you stick with Hearthstone but then 6 months from now you're disenfranchised with that game and Runeterra is doing really well or now mm-hmm. you're curious you're you're gonna be in a in a position where if if it's just a straight restock, if it doesn't kind of like pile up, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you won't be able to catch up to the people who do have that time investment. Yep. And I don't know, I don't know how that's going to impact potential um, like onboarding for future players, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've seen it addressed anywhere. So that's one of the things that I'm very curious to see how it works and how they address that kind of player onboarding issue going forward. Um, because we won't know right away, right? Like when right. it launches, we're just going to have our, our store and we're going to have to wait till it, we see the restock and, mm-hmm. and go from there. But, uh, you know, Riot Smart, I assume they're going to have some sort of answer for this potential issue, but it is uh, a barrier that I've been thinking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like how do you entice the player six months from now when you've got your people who have been playing, they're enfranchised, they're, uh, you know, entrenched, Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you get your new people who are like, okay, my friends are playing this now. I want to pick it up. Yeah. And how do you help them close the gap? 
Yeah, I, that's something you know I'm thinking about as well. Uh, I mean, not from me specifically because we're obviously early adopters as people who have a Rune Terra podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if you know, like a game like uh, Shadowverse, for instance, like if I wanted to go and start playing Shadowverse competitively, I could just buy the best deck right now. Yeah. Um, and like I, I'm in a position uh, where I'm lucky enough to have like some money to be able to. I could spend fifty bucks and probably buy a deck. I'm assuming I can probably buy a deck for fifty bucks, or get pretty close. Um, and especially people who are, um, you know, in the uh, what I like to call esports boomer age uh, mm -hmm. barrier, which is like the, uh, you know, thirty plus. Uh, that's what that that we're or esports boomers at that point. Yeah, uh, I I have uh you know nine to five job and I'm certainly going to be a degenerate, especially when it comes out on mobile, uh and play at work. But like I don't have sixteen hours a day to play, and I want to be able to just throw my you know fifty hundred bucks in like I do with Hearthstone. Like I don't even really play Hearthstone anymore, but I'll, I'll if I see a cool. Uh, you know, card back or champion skin. Like I bought Mechadraxis a while ago. I'm like, yeah, I need to buy this. Just throw a hundred bucks and get a bunch of packs and open packs. You can't really do that to the same extent in Runeterra. Um, yeah. Which I get, I get their philosophy of like, we don't want it to just be pay to win or even have that as a consideration. But there is the other side of that coin where it's like, I'm not really trying to do pay to win. I just want to pay to be able to play the deck I want to play. Um, yeah, right. I wonder yeah. if they ever like even split the middle where if they do have, let's say you're able to get like three of each or whatever it is for the wild cards. If they ever did, hey, we have an expansion coming up soon. We're going to increase the amount of wild cards so people can build up their collection or something like mm -hmm. that as well and like specific time frames. Right. Yeah, it's interesting because like on the one hand, you don't want people stockpiling wild cards before a new expansion drops because you don't want them to have that next one necessarily day one mm -hmm. in its entirety. But on the other hand, you you don't want new players to, you know, potentially try it out and know that people are, you know, let's just say like 30 hours ahead of you and mm -hmm. there's no way to bridge that gap. I right. can't like catch up to my friend and I can think of a, a number of reasons why somebody would hop on the train late. Like I said, maybe you stick with your game mm -hmm. that you are playing now because of a sunk cost fallacy. And then later on, you're like, well, okay, I want to try this out. Or maybe the timing just wasn't right. You were traveling, mm -hmm. going on in your life, whatever. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're a big League of Legends fan, but you're one of those people who mains like three champions and your champion yeah. just doesn't have a card yet. Mm -hmm. But when that first expansion drops and now... You know, you're like me, your your name is Charmer because you literally mained Ari for a long time, right? <laughs> so like maybe that new expansion drops and Ari comes out and I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, well now I want to pick up the game. Yeah. How do I how do I get up and going? And you don't have a good way to like bridge that gap. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. it, it's I, it's an interesting like quandary and uh, like I said, I think Riot will solve it. It's not like it's an unsolvable puzzle, but I'm just kind of curious what their approach is going to be because they do want these stop gaps in place to make sure that people don't jump out right right away at some sort of like economical advantage but mm -hmm. when we're you know months in the future you're only allowing people to catch up to where other people are right they're not shooting out ahead right and so how do you how do you manage that yeah that 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 is a really good um it's a really interesting problem and i do hope that i mean they could just do 
you know, we get, I don't, I don't know what the actual numbers are, but let's just say you get 10 a week of each one, just to make it easy. And then if you come in uh, week two, you can buy up to 20, then you can buy up to 30 in week three, et cetera. Maybe they'll do that. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, who knows? We'll, we'll have to see. And I, I, I just don't, cause like, I know, I mean, we hear the, the, we hear it all the time of, oh, well, you can just buy the best deck and net deck and I'm at a huge disadvantage and, uh, in Hearthstone and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, I get that. And I, it's harder for me to, um, empathize with that just because I've always been on the other end of it. Um, of like, well, when I played magic, like my buddy owned a store and I had a dozen friends who were all like pro tour qualifier level players. So we all had all the cards all the time. So it was like, well, I can just play whatever I want. Right. And, uh, in Hearthstone, right. I just bought everything, you know, or I played enough back in the day. I, I played enough to just have everything. Um, but I know people like, I know some of my friends right now are not sold on Runeterra for whatever, for one reason or another. And if they come in, like you said, Charmer, in three months, if, the, if they can only, you know, if there's always going to be that, like, buffer of three months that they can never catch up to, that I I know at least some of my friends are just not going to want to play at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and- I mean, I was just going to say real quickly, I think there's a number of different ways that you can solve it in potentially elegant ways, right? Mm-hmm. If your concern is that you don't want people stockpiling wild cards, then... Maybe it's not a restocking of the wild cards uh, thing, but maybe, you know, they've already got a plan where three months from now they're going to introduce uh, additional bundles designed for new players to catch mm. up and close the gap. Mm-hmm. They could That'd also go another route where they could say, like, if your account is, um, you know, less than 30 days old or whatever, then we can give you access to this bundle where you'll get bonus XP so that mm. they pe- people close the gap as they, like, level up yeah. their regions mm-hmm. to get where other people are but not giving them more than what those other people already got i think there's a lot of ways they can do it yeah we just haven't like seen any of that yet and so i just i don't know i'm a bit of a nerd and i think about stuff like that no and it's good because like you guys said timing is like also important because on january 24th as well as the new magic expansion so the new magic set comes out on the same day and we have new hearthstone content that launches the 21st so You know, it, in that whole sphere of competitive card games, there's a lot going on. So if someone is like, you know, practicing or grinding for some magic tournament and that's all they're playing, and then a month down the road, they're like, oh, this game looks cool. But like you said, if there's no way to catch up, it might be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one good thing in that uh, for the for the beta that is sometimes not a great thing for we've seen with magic and with Hearthstone way back in the day for betas is uh, they did announce there's no more resets with the yes. with the uh, account. So that's another thing I hear all the time. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to wait until we get no resets. Cause like, I don't want to play all that. Like I see the game. I can, I can get the same experience from watching dog play or watching Scara or whoever play that I can from playing or get a similar experience. And like, I don't need to, I don't need to go in and play the cards myself. Um, Cause everything I do is just going to get reset anyway. So now, mm-hmm. We can get people started right on the 23rd or 24th and uh, they can keep going. I mean, th- th- it it's little things like that. I mean, it, it, it's a big thing, but it's little things like that where it's like Riot knows what it's like to play in these betas, <laughs> or at least the people that yeah. are on the Runeterra team. They know what it's like to play in these betas and how bad it feels when you're like, well, I did all this and I get to keep my gems that I bought with real money, but everything else goes away. 
Yeah. It just stinks. And it's great that the uh the Runeterra team really has uh they 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 get it. Yeah, especially they haven't like announced all of we're going about the cosmetics and stuff, but it, things like that where you yes. like in MTG like you get all these foil cards and then that you've worked for and then all of a sudden if you don't have these cool cards and release like man, the deck just doesn't feel the same without my, you know, my bling bling. I yeah. like my bling bling. <laughs> Well, for MTG, for MTG Arena, it was even worse because like you got a bunch of free cards from. Like, they get they did a thing in the early. It was probably still technically the alpha for MTG Arena, yeah. where like they gave everyone like a playset of the staples from Kaladesh. Yeah. So it was like everyone had the Gear Hulks and all of the like the the four mana Chandra and like the Mythics and stuff. It's like. Oh sweet, I've got all these decks. And then in the next iteration, like that set wasn't even in MPG yeah. Arena. They just they just took it out. It's just uh, not there anymore. Yeah. So and now they're like now just getting back to that. So it's like they did it the opposite of the way you should do it. They, yeah, exactly. They gave you free stuff and then took it away. Which and I mean, took it away. It's not they they never like uh, took your money or anything, right? Like they gave if you bought if you paid money, you got that back in in equivalent gems, which honestly could be good because like if I spent my gems and my wild cards on stupid stuff, I get those back in in currency. <laughs> not that we'd ever do stuff like that. Oh, I, I did a lot of that. I'm 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 willing to admit that uh, I did a lot of uh, stupid buying of cards. Um, but like, man, it, it's not like they're taking your money, but like it feels just as bad to people when like you give them something and then you take it back um yeah. or like that you earned something with your time spent and then it's taken away so really good on riot i mean obviously they did the resets earlier but they also only gave us a little taste anyway so yeah definitely good and um saucy you mentioned some cosmetics we're getting some cute little little guys i don't know what, i don't know yeah. what they're called what are they called are they called guardians i know they're not called, they're called guardians legends. yes okay i know they're, they're not called little game. legends that's all i know I keep calling them Little Legends. I'm going to call them Little Legends, too, but uh, Me too. I'm biased. I love TFT. Um, we got the... They're Guardians, man. They help you protect your Nexus. It's, okay. It makes sense. Yep. Mm -hmm. But they're also little, and they're pretty legendary to me. So How do you know that they're little? <laughs> they're smaller than I am. Are you sure? Like, when you put the card on the board, they're as big as the cards. As far as That's I'm concerned, T-Hex, for example, is as big as Lux. Like, it's a giant robot T-Rex no, in my no, mind. No, so the thinking... cards themselves are, like, six feet tall. No, you, so you're yeah, looking... like, you're... the Nexus is on the board, and it's as tall as the Nexus on my board. So you're... clearly this thing is a monster. You're, you're thinking about this way too much. I see it, no, and I it's love only, this. It's only to... this big on my screen. Can someone who's I... a math wait, genius, I need wait, someone to do the math. Hold on, wait. Now it's bigger than me. Hold on. I'm... <laughs> Perspective. It's a weird camera lens trick. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> David so, Blaine yeah, made so all someone of them. out there calculate how big these cards are in relation to how big a Nexus is now? Because I got to know. Are these like 14 foot tall cards oh, that we're playing with? Right. Are we giants? Okay, so you're going back. Okay, so you're going in. You're converting it down into League of Legends where the Nexus is. Uh, I don't know how big that would be, but yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm starting to get it. So yeah, they actually are probably pretty big. Okay. Like, like I'm just throwing this out here, right? Um, Heimer, if you remember from the preview event, depending mm -hmm. on his ability makes different type of robots, right? Yep. The biggest one Heimer makes with his ability is a T-Hex. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And if I remember that thing was monster, it was like an eight, eight or something like that. Yeah, it so was big. the T-Hex, the little guardian, 
that you think is little is really an eight eight monster just hanging out protecting. Just He's not saving little. it. Okay, crush I'm, your little legend. I'm I'm on board now. I've been sold. I'm, I'm willing to admit when I was wrong, and I was wrong. These things are massive, and we need, massive guardians. Yeah, we need some. And that's uh, that's why yours needs to be Guillermo del Poro because they are the kaiju of the Runeterra <laughs> universe. I thought you were going to say uh, they should be Guillermo del Poro because he is an absolute unit. <laughs> well, he, I mean, he is an absolute unit of a director, but given his work with Pacific Rim, I True. think. True. Um, I mean, in Hellboy, let's let's not let's let's pay some cadence to the original Hellboys, not the new one yeah. that came out with uh, with with Hopper well, from Stranger let's play Things. Some, let's pay some cadence to the Guardians, and I want to know. What is your guys' favorite guardian so far from the ones we've seen? Oh, I, I have mine. Char- Charmer, you go first. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Of the ones that we've seen, yep. my own personal favorite, and I know that this is probably blasphemy, but like it's just the normal Poro. Like the the normal Poro is iconic. It mm-hmm. is adorable. Uh, I own three pugs. It's the closest thing to a pug in game. <laughs> and if I'm being honest, I, I said it during the last preview event, but I kind of find them terrifying because when you keep clicking on the regular Poro, it'll growl at you. Yes. And that's when you realize it has human teeth. And yeah. I never imagined, <laughs> like, I never imagined the Poro in my head as having human teeth. And I don't know why I find it so dis, like, concerning, but yeah. I, I, I can't get over that. Like, so so like if a poro eats a poro is it cannibalism i mean i know that it is but like it's just it's a different thing once it has human teeth it's yeah, it the same reason everything. why i don't eat pork because like pork's teeth are very close to human teeth um there's an there's a very famous like criminal case actually where they thought so they found human teeth and then with testing they figured out it was actually pig's teeth because they're so similar and i i don't know anyway this is a big tangent to say the straight up like white Poro is, as of right now, my favorite of the ones that have been publicly seen. Hmm. I mean, if we get a little, if we get a little uh, fitted hat and a beard for the white Poro, then I'm all in on the regular white Poro. But I am a what is his name? Gronk? Is it Gronk or uh, Gromp Junior? Gromp. Gromp Junior. Gromp Junior. I'm I'm all in on on Gromp Junior. I'm I'm really liking him. Hmm. I think for me, it's either default Poro because I just love I'm a I'd love the Poros. They're so cute. Or T Hex. I really like it. I'm a big fan of T Hex. I'm gonna be calling him yeah. Thex. Just, just I'm fine with that. <laughs> I have like this weird obsession with Heimerdinger. Like I I made probably 14, 15 different Heimer decks. He did inspire me to play him, and it turned yeah, out it's, magnificently. It's, it's one of my favorite cards. I love it so much. So just like I don't know, you you get a you gotta have your little T-Hex there hanging out and then you're making more of them. Oh, it's so dope. I love it. I'm never gonna be able to unsee the Poro with human teeth now. I know. <laughs> it's gonna haunt me now. <laughs> Only on Rune Terrible Radio and productions featuring Charmer will you know and be haunted by the fact that Poros have human teeth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Like it it just weirds me out, man. But it is I'm I'm looking forward to like potential add-ons. Obviously, we've seen a mm-hmm. bunch of different ones from um, team fight tactics, right? The little mm-hmm. legends, and there's a, a bunch of those models that I like. I'm curious to see what other ones we get mm-hmm. that might be like just unique to the game. Um, I think it'd be really interesting, for example, if we get 
like a little voidling from Malzahar. For, for me, like my top three champs in League of Legends just historically are Ari, obviously, because my name is Charmer and like I've got a lot of history there. And then I love Malzahar and I love Vi. So mm. I'm going to be rocking the Piltover board because that's going to be the way that like I throw my homage to Vi. But mm -hmm. if I could get a little guardian that is a Malzahar voidling, That'd like I, I don't think I would rock anything else. Like I would mm. rock that till the end of time. Yeah, I mean, I'm a uh, I'm a Kiki uh, little legend uh, main right now, so I'd, okay. I'd probably rock a Kiki, but I don't think we're gonna see those ones because those are the Louis Vuitton like crossover ones, and I'm I'm too bougie to not run those. So uh, bougie. I so I want to see like we we got we've got the boards, we've got the guardians. Um. Oh. I want to see. I mean, card backs. I'm I'm over card backs. Like, I think that it's they're fine, but like, you only need one card back. You don't need like, like there's no like I don't care about the collecting for card backs. Like, once I got Legend card backs in Hearthstone, yeah, uh, I I like used very few other ones. Um, I want to see like, and like animated or foil cards are cool. I want to see like alternate skin, uh cards like i want to see like, like yeah chant for for champions like i want like okay if they want to do like animated or foil or golden or whatever they can do that but i want to see like a set where i can get like halloween draven or something i don't know what the That'd be skins sweet. are but I'd i like see, i want that i i i want to see some of those but i'm I'm hesitant because I also really like leaving open the design space in the card game the kind of the way they did with Team fight tactics, mm -hmm. right? Whereas yes. you've got, uh, you know, you've got Ash, but then here in set two, they throw out the Crystal Ash, the Amethyst Ash skin, and mm -hmm. she's part of the Crystal Squad now. I really like the idea of being able to use some of the skin designs to allow you to print a different version of the same champion in the future with mm -hmm. a different ability set. So, like the Ash we have right now is obviously. Um, based around her frostbite thing and you get her arrow which is very iconic but again if they print um you know a different ash in the future and maybe her interaction is something about like hawk shot and maybe it's like revealing stealth characters that maybe we see in the future blah 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 like i think that would be a cool way for them to allow themselves to continue printing some of the champions that we love and redo them um, but in a different in a different way in a different capacity right mm -hmm. because it's really hard in a single card to really cover all aspects of a champion properly like i'll use malzahar as a great example right like malzahar is known for his voidlings but he's also known for his space pox and obviously his suppression is like a big part of his kit his ultimate is mm -hmm. like his thing so there's no way i'm going to get all three of those things properly uh, like represented on a card. I'm not going to yeah. get that full immersive experience, but I could across, you know, multiple sets if I get like different versions of Malzahar. The same thing with Ari, right? When you release Ari, you, her dash, her her charm, her orb, I'm not going to get all of that. Mm -hmm. But if you give me like skinned versions of her and I can play different decks that do different things, but I'll still feature my favorite champions. I mm -hmm. think there's a lot of room, uh, both design wise and like marketing wise mm -hmm. to capitalize on that so i do want to see uh alternate art cards with interesting skins and i think mm -hmm. the holiday ones would be a good way to do those mm -hmm. as you said right like halloween is a great example give me pumpkin head fiddlesticks mm -hmm. sure and it's just like an alternate version of regular fiddlesticks but then 
still leave me the possibility of using some of those other skins to explore future design space with the champions. Like that's what I would like to see. Yeah, I like that. Yep. Absolutely. I definitely want to see some sort of foil cards too. There's got to I be. want to I want him to do it like this. I want him to be if you have 3 of a card, you can turn those 3 into one foil version of the card. <laughs> it's like this game I've tried before. It's really cool. <laughs> Ooh, oh yes, you get the level 3. And then if you get 3 foil ones, then you get the Halloween one. Yeah. And then you get the you get the sweet like platinum one. I mean, I mean I'm in on it. It's just like it's just going to be more my time and money and effort and everything into it. And I, I mean, whatever they put out, it, I'm, I'm a slave right now to what they're, <laughs> what they put out. So uh, it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm really bad when it comes to cosmetics. Uh, anyone who does know me on any sort of personal level knows, like, when it comes to magic, I have to foil everything out. Yeah. Um, so I played Team Fight Tactics all of one match before I spent thirty bucks on the game. <laughs> someone had a little legend that was cool, and I'm like, I gotta have it. So I went and spent thirty bucks after my first match ever of the game. So uh, I'm, yeah, I'm bad at it. So I'll be the same way. I'm like, oh my gosh, a new T Hex. Let's go, fifty dollars. Let's do it. Yeah, it's uh, the sad reality. I, you know, it, it was a funny. Um, this has very little to do with with Runeterra, but I'm going to tell this story anyway. My, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, I don't know. I, I need to tell it now. Uh, yep, yep. My girlfriend uh, and our roommates went to a uh, like a psychic convention thing, like for like getting psychic readings and whatnot, and like they're into the whole uh, astrology and. Uh, and, and all that i'm like that's not my thing um and i'm like she came home and she had like a like a like a spirit rock or something and i'm like you spent 20 dollars on a rock and it doesn't do anything and, I'm, and then i'm thinking like yeah i may or may not have bought digital objects from riot literally earlier that day and spent twice as much on pixels so i've got yeah. no so i've got no yeah, at least she has this ground physical thing at least you have a thing that you can throw at me for being an idiot yeah <laughs> i've got nothing it's so uh, funny because when i was when i was getting into hearthstone coming from magic i'm like there's no way i'm gonna care as much about gold cards and hearthstone as i do foil cards and magic mm -hmm. like you i physically have this shiny card i'm like oh nope let's get let's another hundred dollars let's do it like yeah. <laughs> so stupid yeah well i mean at the end of the day it's because it's about player expression right D digital games i mean in a way magic was kind of getting there but really theirs was more about like the chase aspect and the collecting aspect but mm -hmm. i think digital games in and of themselves specifically anything made in the last decade have really realized that it is profitable for you to give players ways for them to express their own personality in the game in mm -hmm. like a cosmetic way, right? Don't make it impact the actual gameplay itself, but let players do things in a way or, you know, look a certain way the way that they want to, because that's, that's their self-expression, right? It's mm -hmm. like me choosing what shirt I put on in the morning and yeah. Uh, that's important to a lot of people. There's an entire fashion industry built on that exact concept. And so that, that's all this is. This is like digital gamer fashion. Mm -hmm. And we all have our own preferences and likes and dislikes. And the more that you enable us, the more choices you give us, the more we're going to buy it up. Like if you're telling me I could go to like 
if I physically attended a Legends of Runeterra tournament, I could get like artist signed cards. I would go to every Stop. single one. You're costing I've, I've me money to, already. I've gone to I've gone to Stop so many Magic Grand Prix where I have not played in the Grand Prix. I've gone just to get artists to sign my cards. If you could get that on these cards, like if I could get yeah. a Thresh with an artist signature, I'm in. I, I'm in. I, I just want. I'm traveling. I just want to say shout outs to RK Post, the best magic artist of all time. Dude, uh, I have a lot of RK Post signatures. He's you, just the coolest guy. You slaughtered pronouncing John Avon's name for the record. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, uh, while I do love RK Post's work and he does really great work, I'm not saying he's the greatest magic artist of all time because of his work. I'm saying it because he's just the... He gets the most ridiculous requests for like altars and stuff, and he just handles them like a champ every time. Dude, he's so nice too. He is he, so damn nice. He, I, I, I've seen it happen. And if you're one of these people, stop being this person where someone will be in line and RK or any other artist will be like, "Oh, hey, thanks for coming to my booth," and they just slap down a giant pile of cards and they don't even say anything and they just expect them to sign them and then they don't leave a tip. Like, oh, never it. I literally have two, uh, two of his, uh, GP play mats that he did years and years ago. I got them altered to just have like a mustache put on them. And I left Love him a $20 it. tip and he yeah. remind he remembered me the next time I did it. I'm like, Hey, can you? And he's like, are you the mustache guy? I'm like, yeah, it was me. He's like, okay, I know what to do here. <laughs> Um, so yes, don't be that guy. Uh, yeah, respect the artist's time. Um, yep. at those GPs. Okay. That had nothing to do with Runeterra. Let's no, go. <laughs> we're just, I'm just trying to get people to be better people, uh, yeah, be to good. magic artists specifically. Um, okay. So we had, um, we saw in, uh, the little like video teaser that they showed, we saw some things get changed. I don't have the changes and whatnot written down. We're getting the patch notes on the 22nd, so we'll go over yep. those uh, on a show then. But we obviously played with cards in the second uh, the second preview patch. Uh, stuff was good. Stuff was bad. Uh, I'll, I'll start with you, Saucy. Is there anything that you want to see change in terms of champions, balance, anything too good, anything not good enough? Need a little... Little, little little nudge um i i wasn't too too like angry with the balance i i liked a lot of the changes they did um i'll just shout out again to like how they did the balancing i thought was really good mm -hmm. like if they took something away from a card they also added something in a lot of cases like weirding stones for example they mm -hmm. upped its mana cost but then they also upped its toughness um i really like things like that um i think and like Anivia was definitely an issue, and I think they did. I don't remember what they were, but someone screenshot and showed. I think there's they, some like, changes changed to Anivia. Her a bunch, I think. Or, I think, I yeah, it looked like very different. Is. And yeah. for for like, I played a lot of like Anivia, um, Dawn and Dust decks, and some. Stu I I played a lot of Anivia because she's probably my second favorite card. I saw but, you had like that Reanimator Anivia, uh, like yeah, <laughs> she's great. I love her. Like I think it's Heimerdinger and then Anivia as far as my favorite champs, mm -hmm. but. She was definitely very hard to deal with, and a lot of people complained that her recursion is too strong, et cetera, et cetera, for too early. So I could see, I think they showed her at seven mana. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, but uh, her up a little bit. I kind of want to see Draven back I was a little gonna, better. Yeah, yeah. I, like he hurt. Draven was he hurt very, very good, and then 
I didn't see any Draven in the last closed beta at all. Like I never saw him appear except for an expedition. I'd like to see him back at four attack. Yeah, I'd like to see that too. Charmer, anything that you want to see uh, changed or buffed, nerfed? Um, <laughs> this is a hard one for me to answer. Ah, uh, okay. For for NDA reasons. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pivot and answer a question that you didn't ask. Sure. And I'll say that uh, mechanics that don't exist yet that I'd like to see in future sets would be uh, things like what I'll I'll just affectionately call ambush. Right. So Legends of Runeterra has the ability for you to play spells at different speeds mm-hmm. and that impacts combat. But we don't have any units that we can play at uh, what I'll call fast speed. So I think it would be really interesting if we get, even if it's not like on a lot of units, but on a, on a small handful, I immediately think of like, how cool would it be if the next set gives us Rengar and Kha'Zix Ooh. and maybe they both have ambush and you can play them like from your hand into like a blocking position, like they pounce on somebody. But the caveat would be that you can't use spell mana for them because they're not a spell. But stuff like that, I think would be a cool like design space to explore. But yeah, as far as like patch note stuff i guess we'll just say uh you've got to wait till the 22nd to hear what i have to say about those things because i can't talk about it right now sorry fair fair enough um what oh god i'm blanking on the car so I, i'm appalled we've been gone for so long and we didn't even get to play that much either so i'm still like i'm still getting the card names and everything back in my mind but it's the it's the counter spell the one that everyone hates deny deny deny, deny. um it's it's not even counterspell. It's negate, right? It's not yeah. it, it's not cancel. It's negate. Um, and charmer, I don't know what you can and can not say about uh, about deny, but uh, my personal thought on deny is that it's in a fine play. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because people like this is the I think this more than any other card has been debated and yeah. on on both like it's I've seen both ends of the spectrum of this card's overpowered and needs to be nerfed uh, and, and shouldn't be in the game to it's not even good. Like I've seen, <laughs> I've seen both sides and usually uh, usually when that happens, uh, there's something at least interest. There's an interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting conversation there. Prismat in so the chat not- is saying that deny was the same in the trailer. So that's, that's what I know at least. Yeah, so I mean, we'll just talk about it in the way that it was in the last preview patch and the way that I believe it showed up in the trailer, which is the it was three cost and it's not quite negate either, because one of the things that I think people miss is that you can also target skills. And so skills are like comes into play abilities or things that trigger off of minions. So like Anivia used to have uh, and may or may not still have. Uh, that thing where when she attacks, mm-hmm. she does damage to the opposing board. That's a skill. Yes. Uh, if somebody has uh, a comes into play effect like Mina Swiftfoot, that's a skill. So deny can stop uh, non burst spells mm-hmm. and then skills. And in my opinion, deny is uh, pretty well balanced, and I think it's a bit of a necessary evil because mm-hmm. it is something that keeps the really powerful late game cards in check like mm-hmm. there needs yeah. to be a risk in my opinion for you playing ruination right if you're yes. going to spend nine mana and try to blow up the board there needs to be a risk involved there mm-hmm. and deny represents that risk but in most cases you're 
in, and I say most because I do know there are some spells that uh, do create minions, but in most cases you're using deny to not really impact um, advancing your board state. Yes. Right. You're usually using it to protect a board state. You're also usually using deny to, I don't want to put it like just mitigate something. So like Mm -hmm. Nina Swiftfoot is another great example, right? Or Rasa, who's one of my favorite cards in the game. Um, You still get the body with those. Like if you stop a skill or a trigger, there's still going to be a body associated with that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't know it. Like it never really felt overpowered to me. It certainly can swing games. Like if you need a ruination to go off to win the game and it it gets denied, like, yeah, that sucks, but it it, it sucks. Mm -hmm. But that's no different, in my opinion, than like hard removal, right? At the end of the day, deny is really like just hard removal for spells. So if I'm getting ready to attack for lethal or I need to block you and then somebody uses, uh, you know, a hard removal card Mm -hmm. to get rid of my my creature, right? Um, I think uh, Shadow Isles has, uh, what was it? Vengeance is the straight up like just nuke a unit. Mm -hmm. I think, well, I think so. you know, it's no different in my mind than like, hey, my my big body got removed by vengeance. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, anytime that you're using something that uh, removes or denies or uh, does something like that, there's going to be one player who likes it and one player who doesn't. Yeah. Right. right. There's this uh, there's balance between things and neither people are going to be like yeah. happy about that in exactly. most cases. So. Right. Well, even with your example of ruination, like it sucks when you're the person playing ruination, it gets denied, but it also sucks being the player that just got ruination. Like either way, it's not like both things can suck, but I agree. Like if we don't have effects like that, that's when things like war mother's call or dawn and dusk, Mm -hmm. like weird combos, uh, pursuit of perfection, because it's one of my favorite cards, uh, (laughs) things like that. Like it gets, they get so powerful by the way. It should be uncounterable. But, you know, like, War Mother's Call can just take over the game. So having a way to stop that is, mm-hmm. I think, healthy for the game as a whole. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's not, well, it, it, it's preventative. And it's not advancing your board. It's not, uh, it's not preventing them a lot of the time uh, from advancing their board. So, it, uh, you know, high con- high card game concept here, tempo. It's a tempo... Uh, neutral or tempo negative play because you're discarding a card um, and you're not advancing your board at all. So those are things that I think, you know, and I'm I'm making a generalization here. I think competitive card game players understand and appreciate the necessity of having a card like, uh, like deny or negate or cancel Mm -hmm. or I actually want to push back there. I actually think that's the source of most frustration is that it's actually very often tempo positive and it's tempo positive in the realm of, uh, expenditure of resources. So I think, I think the reason that it frustrates people is that if I use vengeance to nuke a creature, I spent seven and I likely use that to kill something that costs the same or less. Sure. Right. So I'm expending more resources than like what was removed. And that is my, you know, how I balance that. Right. Like that's my drawback mm-hmm. for getting something like vengeance off. Whereas with deny, especially because this game has this really cool and unique concept of spell mana that you can bank, I can essentially spend like free mana mm-hmm. as long as I, I planned for it to shut off some of the most powerful spells in the game. Right. So I think that if anything, that's the big source of frustration is it feels like my opponent did very little to stop something really powerful like Mm -hmm. ruination whereas 
when you go on the other end of the spectrum, a lot of the removal effects in this game are what I think a lot of people would view as being overcosted. Now, again, a lot of that mm -hmm. has to do with the existence of spell mana sure. in my mind. And it's also, yeah. in my opinion, because they want this to be a board centric game. Mm -hmm. The entire point is to have your champions uh, hit the board, have them interact with other units. So if you're, if your cost ratio for removal to the units that you're playing is off, then you're going to have people playing, you know, decks that run very little units at all. I don't mm -hmm. think that's what they want. So I think most of your traditional removal is overcosted. And then you have something like deny that to an average player, even if they can't articulate it well, I think that they just feel like it feels undercosted for the effect, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm spending three to shut off things that cost seven, eight, nine. Yeah. And that is, I think, the source of frustration for a lot of players. Yeah, it does. It it does. Uh, I, I guess that would that is still technically tempo positive. It's not. I guess, yeah, because like you go to play yeah. Ruination and I stop it for three and then I play another threat on top of it. Like right. that's the worst feeling. Or you have a threat and you have the three up for free because of spell mana. Yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right there. Um, but even even given that. I think the opposite, or the not the opposite, but the <laughs> world where uh, there isn't a card like that is the one where we're getting blown out by these 12 mana spells, these nine mana spells uh, all the time. And there's no, like you said, I mean, the, the cost would be you have to survive to that point, but there are, you know, board wipes. There are, um, you know, pyroclasm type effects where you're you're killing all these five ones and five twos for two mana. Like that's the, uh, I mean, that's the eternal rock paper scissors, the aggro versus control versus combo. Um, and without deny or an effect like deny, like having if there's no counter spells and all of your spells have the spell can't be countered. And if you put that on a bunch of magic cards. Think of a card like Tooth and Nail from Magic, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for the people who have no idea what I'm talking about, this 20-year-old card, but uh, if that card had, and in a lot of cases you can give it that with other cards, this card can't be countered, or you know you're playing against a deck that can't counter it, that card's value goes up precipitously, and you can build your entire deck and strategy around, I need to get to a point where I can resolve this spell, and this will win me the game. Yeah. So I think also, like... Because I, I actually did a YouTube video on if about deny, um, I feel like one it being in specifically Ionia, like it's only in one faction. So there's a mm -hmm. lot of times when you are building these combo decks or specific decks. There's so many times I'm like, well, I'm trying to win with this weird combo. I need a way to protect this combo, so I'm I have to play Ionia now. Like I just need to play this faction, right? And it kind of leads to like weird deck building ideas. Yeah, it the color or. I guess region pie right now is obviously we're in the first set, so I'm not expecting See, everything, but it it's interesting because if people feel like, okay, I have to play Ionia now, if anything to me, that speaks to why that card needs to exist. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Simply because like you're feeling at such a disadvantage that if it, if I don't have it, then, then things are bad. Well then like imagine a world where it just didn't where you don't exist. have it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> like it's going to be the Shadow Isles frail yord, like I guess we're going to round twenty kinds right. of games. Um but that being said, you know, like I said, I think a lot of the frustration just comes from the cost ratio. And I think yeah. there's a number of ways that you could address that. You could uh give mana back if something's canceled. You could make it just cost more. Um you could do something uh really it might be kind of a coding nightmare and 
in a base set, I think that it might be too confusing for some new players, but I think that you could do something um, where it's an X spell, right? So we do have the uh, one spell that does it with damage where you spend basically all your available mm-hmm. mana. Yeah. Um, you could have something where deny instead, uh, its cost had to be equal to whatever it was countering, mm-hmm. right? So like mm-hmm. th- that way you never feel like you're at that cost disadvantage. I shut down Ruination, but it costs me nine as well. Right. Or, but on the other end, it could be something where it feels really powerful still because if you're using it to shut down a skill, and the skill doesn't have an inherent cost itself because the cost is on the card. So I'm thinking like me and a swift foot. Well, then like you countered a really powerful effect for almost essentially free. Yeah, they still got the body out of it. But um, I, I think that could have been something where like at least as far as like player feeling goes, it would help mitigate that like that ratio issue. But mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day, like I haven't ever felt like three was an issue and even if it went if it went to four i don't think that it would like dip too far in play as well yeah. but like three felt fine to me throughout the two preview events yeah three feels good to me i almost like the fact that it is pseudo free because it's not actually free right because you are paying a cost in like either in your own tempo from not playing using all of your mana every turn or having to wait mm-hmm. to play spells um and I would probably be fine with it going up to four if only to appease people, but I, I, I don't I don't think it needs to go to four. And um I think part of it is also and we we won't spend too much more time on this, people who don't care about the card deny, I'm sorry. <laughs> um but I think it's it, it's possibly that a lot of people in the preview patch just wanted to play their cool thing and explore and play every big dumb thing. Cause that's what everyone wants yeah. to do when you're not playing in a competitive meta and you just have a bunch of cards and there's not like a, I mean, there were some like net decks going around, but they weren't, you know, it was streamers posting things. So if you don't look at that at all and you're just like, Ooh, I want to play the cards. Well, I want to play all these expensive cards. Cause I get kind of, I get more mana than I do in magic. So yeah. I'm going to play all these big spells and then, Oh, well, I guess it gets denied. Or like you watch that, you see that in magic and like, unless it's like a one mana counter, one or two mana is where people draw the line in magic, but three mana counter spell. um, It's well, and there's another part of me that also wonders whether or not it has to do with its placement in what I'll call like the region pie. Mm -hmm. I think it's properly in Ionia because it fits the flavor of that region because that region is very much what I would call up tempo um, in terms of style, right? Mm -hmm. It, it, in my opinion, I think it thrives on playing somewhere between like one to, to three threats, and then you just spend the rest of your time protecting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whether it's an elusive threat that you're just trying to get through every turn, or whether it's um, you're using like bounce effects with Yasuo to get blockers out of the way and then yep. get your damage in, it's very much like a kind of stick and move, dodgy kind of region slash faction. Yeah. And Deny fits beautifully there, but when you combine all of those together, uh, again, it can lead to a source of frustration because it's like, I played my dude and they bounced it. Mm-hmm. I tried to remove their guy and they countered it. Yep. I went to do this, but they had elusive, right? So um, I, I do feel like while Deny, you know, again, you can make some very valid complaints against it. I think it, part of the frustration from that card does likely just come from Ionia and their mm-hmm. play style as well. Yeah. Turns out uh, after 30 years, people still 
hate playing against blue no matter <laughs> well yeah i was gonna say and if you're coming from magic and you've just been playing against simic flash for what feels like the last two oh, years the last thing you want to so do much. is run into it over here yeah that's true uh uh right please 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 uh hot fix runeterra and put oko in i hope that's a i hope that's a change hey, Char Jeez. charmer is is oak just blink twice if oko is in the next has been hot fixed into the game. <laughs> if they've added oko from magic i'm not saying they've added oko i'm just saying that i'm an elk okay that's that's all the confirmation we need. Yeah, uh, so uh, confirmed. Oko is in uh, Legends of Runeterra. It's been confirmed. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here and also last. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, uh, go and move on here uh, into some strategy for us going into the the open beta. So I want to know, uh, and we'll start with you, Charmer. What what do you who what um. What region are you picking first to unlock? What's your what's your week one or day one plan to start diving into Runeterra? Uh, for me, my my own personal plan is I will probably do my first expedition run and then kind of see what I open from there. But as far as mm -hmm. like the region that I'm going to target, um, once you get done with the prologue, I don't know if you guys remember, but there's like a prologue period where you kind of get generic rewards. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, they had that during the first preview patch. And then after that's when you choose your region. Once yep. you get to the region, um, for me, it's going to be uh, between Shadow Isles and Demacia. Mm. And the reason there is um, like my, my min-max side wants to pick Shadow Isles because as far as the regions go, Shadow Isles is like the jack of all trades, master of none, in my opinion. Mm. They're a very safe pick because they do a little bit of everything. If you want to play aggro, there's ways that you can do that with a lot of the cool ephemeral tricks. But if you want to play control, Shadow Isles has got you covered there too. They've got Ruination, again, uh, both in mid-range and in control. I think Rasa is just a powerhouse of a card. That's where Vengeance lives. So if you want... <laughs> If you want a safe region that like you can pick and then still kind of cover all of your play styles, I think that one's a good choice. Mm -hmm. But just me personally, I am a really big fan of uh, like aggressive decks that feature Lucian and mm -hmm. uh, Pursuit to give you that second attack phase. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going back and forth between like, do I want to just go with Demacia because I think that uh, I, I think that there is a legitimate aggressive deck that's going to be decent based around Lucian, or do mm -hmm. I want to go with something that I think is going to be um, more conducive to multiple play styles, which I think is what Shadow Isles would be. Mm -hmm. Saucy, who are, what are you going for? Uh, I think my first region is going to be Piltover and Zahn. Uh, I just, I love, I love me some Heimerdinger. I love me some Ezreal. I just, I don't know. I like yeah. a, everything. I like just stuff the faction does as, as well, but I think after I get a good base, Shadow Isles is going to be um, where I'm where I go. Just because Shadow Isles feels like one of the best like secondary factions to just have in your deck mm -hmm. because there's so many like they have so many good toolboxy cards, such good removal, uh, so many good combo effects. It's just a solid solid choice. So mm -hmm. I think Shadow Isles is going to be one of those factions that fits into a lot of playstyles kind of like Charmer was saying. Yeah. Uh I I I agree there. I I mean I'm going for my uh my Noxus. Like give me my give me my 5-1s, give me my 5-2s. It Draven and and Katarina are in that one, right? Noxus. Am I thinking of the right thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, that I mean that's what I'm going for because I'm a filthy mono red player uh, at the end yeah. of the day. Uh, so I'll definitely be going that. Uh, or mm, I don't know. I might be swayed over to to make the the Teemo deck, but I feel like everyone's going to be making the Teemo decks. And Maybe I, I, I don't know I if it's going to be I... the same. I hope everyone makes the Teemo deck because that's going to make my job a whole lot easier. Yeah, I think once we're like not in the the fun beta stage where we right. have a ranked ladder, I think less people are going to be playing around with fun Teemo decks. Oh, I'm I'm going for an aggro Teemo deck. Okay, Rain. Well, yeah, it's, the best. He's the best aggro card quote, ever. The best deck in the format with Teemo aggro. So I mean, I wouldn't Teemo. even run Teemo in my aggro deck. That's right. There's your hot take. Teemo <laughs> Teemo is not an aggro card. The the elusive stat line on his mediocre body is not worth it. Like if you want to run elusive aggro, then just run Ionia where there's better elusive cards. You just called Timo's body mediocre? It's yeah. Timo. He needs to hit the gym, man. Mediocre. More Whoa. like mediocre. Yeah. That made no sense. Swole. There's gonna be a there's gonna be the alternate art swole Timo. Let's go. It's gonna be the the Timo that's actually Annie's uh, Tibbers from the the um the the league uh tenant tenth anniversary skin. It's just the giant Timo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the one. Timo is a beautiful boy. He he is. I I mean, listen, like Timo's fun, and uh, there's some cool combos you can do with him, like the uh, Timo Ionia combo, mm-hmm. where like you play multiple Timos mm-hmm. at the same time, and then suddenly you put like a uh, hundred shrooms in your opponent's deck is neat. Um, I'm not sure it's consistent enough to really like bank on though, mm-hmm. but like I I don't know. I've seen too many times where I've given my opponent like 70 mushrooms and then they're still drawing a card and taking one, one damage. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like I said, his his body like standalone is kind of garbage and he just doesn't do enough for you. Um, I don't I'm just not a fan of of Timo, like from a competitive standpoint. Like, mm-hmm. listen, if you want to do like highlight real stuff, if you want to meme, uh, if you like Timo as a champion, I'm not telling you how to play the game. You go do you. But. Like if if I was expected to cast a tournament tomorrow and somebody said like what kind of decks do you expect Timo. to see, Timo would not be on my list. Listen wow. here, Charmer. All <laughs> I have to say is never underestimate the power of the Scouts Code. That's all I have to say. I don't know if I have a vo- if I have the ability to make a like my voice a Timo voice. Right. Hello. What's the... Nope, that doesn't sound it. That was nope, that, that was terrifying. Terrible. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Oh, what's God. uh what's Timo's weapon again? Uh, the blow dart and you know why that is, is it, oh is it don't you dare say this timo blows <laughs> oh my gosh i'm off the show Yay! oh no yep saucy saucy uh i just got an email said i resign <laughs> Weird. typed up and ready <laughs> it's on my stream deck i'm like yeah. resign <laughs> Like Timo, Timo is so not expected to be part of like the competitive meta that Draven literally has a voice line that when Timo shows up, he says, "What the is that?" Yeah, like in game. (laughs) Yeah, it's Uh, one of my subscriber emotes on my uh, Twitch channel. After the first preview patch, the very first time I heard that, I was like, "That's it. I'm setting it. It's so. That's going to be a thing." It is. It is very good. Um, I I don't know. I had. Uh, I had very middling success with the Timo aggro deck. I mean, oh, I did horrible with Timo decks. Like the same thing happened. I did. All right, he's got a hundred puff caps in his deck. He drew three. What? Come on. I don't even think because like 
I don't think that it's Timo's fault inherently that he's bad in the aggro deck. The problem is like he like he on his own is fine, but you want to run more puff cap cards and those cards are like aggressively mediocre. I was yeah. actually going to say it's no, I think it's the other way around. Uh, I think I think Timo is the biggest problem with the puff cap deck. All right, here, yeah, get, I think there get, are better. Get him out of here! I think <laughs> get, get, who is cards. this guy? <laughs> I, I think there are better cards to more consistently give your opponent puff caps, and I think that there are better cards at being consistently aggressive. Like Timo is bad at both of his roles right now, in my opinion, and I think that's the biggest issue. So what I'm hearing is uh, we need a Timo buff. So, uh, Riot, you heard it. There you go. Timo buff. Timo's a 4-4. Four, four. Now, <laughs> now, I will say this. Um, I do think that Timo, like, if you wanted to make Timo not be Mimi, if you wanted to make it competitive, and I honestly don't think that's Riot is, uh, I don't think that's their goal. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But if you wanted to do it, I don't think buffing Timo directly would be the way to go. I actually think that you would go through a process of indirect buffs. Like, sometimes the best way to buff a card is to introduce other cards that play on the strategy. Like mm. one of the things we don't have enough of right now is ways to make your opponent draw cards, right? Think mm. about magic underworld dreams. Cause that's yeah. what Timo is. Timo mm. is a poor man's underworld dreams. True. So if you had a way where like, I could say, okay, you know, make my opponent draw five cards this turn. Well, now you have a finisher for your Timo deck, but like that stuff just doesn't that's exist true. right now. So you're just stuck praying. And the, re- and that's part of why I think that, uh, Riot doesn't want them to be a competitive thing because um, random f- effects that can sometimes determine games is fun. But when you go and I think you need them in games, like mm-hmm. I'm not an anti RNG person by any means. But then when you go to like the top parts of the ladder, mm-hmm. you want skill to to shine more. And so I, I think they want Timo to exist, but they don't want him to be competitive. Um, yeah, I, I think that. You know, it would be like if in League of Legends they introduced a champion that every time you press Q it does a random ability and suddenly that starts showing up in the LCS. Mm-hmm. Like people are going to complain, right? I right. think that, uh, you know, games being won or lost by somebody drawing, you know, 15 puff caps on a card versus one on a card is just not going to be what people want to see at the top mm-hmm. of a ladder or winning tournaments. So I think Teemo is cool. I think it's, I'm happy that he exists. And I think there are ways that you can buff him and do more with his kit. But at the end of the day, I I think that his power level will always be a little bit behind the curve. And I Mm. think that's by design. That makes sense. I mean, is it really some, someone who is better at math than me needs to figure out like how much, like how much damage does adding five puff puff caps, like on average do in a, however many card deck. Like that's the like we need a Timo calculator. Like, if there's forty cards in the deck and there's a hundred puff caps, like f- over the rest of the I mean, game, how many? It's just your your puff caps divided by cards in your deck. Like that that's your average uh, expectation, right. right? Like that's, that's your expected true. value. But even then, like yeah, you know your expected value is always low. Like let's say by the time I get uh you know 50 puff caps in your deck it's when we've played enough of the game because there's 40 cards in a deck so we've mm-hmm. played enough of the game so that there's like 25 cards left right right so in my head every time you draw a card you should be taking two damage that's still not very impressive for the, all the work that goes into getting 50 puff caps in somebody's deck true that's true yep, so he's gonna be a 4-4 confirmed buff yeah so uh he's gonna put uh 20 puff caps in uh, instead of five or whatever it is. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Let's make it 30. 
just make he put every time he every time you draw him that he adds every time you draw him or play him or he attacks instead of putting puff caps in the deck you just get one of the puff cap spells added to your hand Ooh. so it's not as easy to get it costs mana to put them in but you get more of them i'm thinking here riot uh if you're looking for a uh card designer i'm right here uh and that's that's a free idea you can use it um, you can just put me as a story by on the, uh, on the credits of the show. Um, okay. Uh, let's go in. We've got a couple of, uh, a couple more things here before we round out the show. Um, I know your answer saucy, cause I know what your thoughts on constructed versus limited are, but charmer, are you going to be focusing more on the constructed side or the limited side in general? And in, in the beginning of Runeterra, I will, I'll probably be playing a lot of both in the beginning just because one of the things that I think I do best just from like a content perspective is that I'm very new player friendly. Um, You know, I've, Mm -hmm. I've taught college courses, right? Like I've worked in education. I've got a lot of that um, ability to kind of guide people through things. And I think that there's going to be folks that want to be playing expeditions because that's a great way uh, to expand your collection and get exposed to the different cards. If you're not familiar with the game, so mm-hmm. I think early on, just, you know, as like my own public service, if you will, I'll probably mm-hmm. be covering both, but I'm much more of like a constructed guy. I like taking a theme or an idea and trying to make it work and, and fiddling with it. Uh, obviously, from like an esports casting standpoint, I need to be very in tune with mm-hmm. what the meta is, how they mm-hmm. interact, what are good counters so that I can provide proper analysis because I pride myself in doing that really well. So I will likely like long term focus on constructed more than limited. Um, I will say I love what they did with limited. I actually mm-hmm. think it was the last time I was on this podcast, actually, where yeah. I had talked about what I wanted to see them do with mm-hmm. limited, which was go with like pools of cards because that increases your replayability. And then it turns out that's exactly what they did. Yep. Um, but now that they have done that, and I'm a big fan of that from like a player experience standpoint, you you introduce a new issue, which is how do you support limited as a competitive format right and what i mean by that is is that you know the expedition experience right now when you play it just like as a player um you're drafting from pools but then like when you uh win or lose games you get to uh draft new cards add to your deck improve upon it as you go you get to play through two runs Mm -hmm. all that stuff is very like player first player friendly Mm -hmm. but that format doesn't lend itself to like, Hey, we're going to do like a competitive draft format. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's something that they're going to support or if it is what that's going to look like later on. This is a game that does not have packs in the traditional sense. So there is no like, well, we'll just do a booster draft. I'll, I'll throw up air quotes when I say that. So, um, I I'm very curious to see what they do on that front. And if they come out with a different mode, that's more, aimed at a competitive limited format then i'm sure i'll play a bunch of that um again just to kind of do my homework Mm -hmm. for uh tournament recent reasons but uh for the most part like at the start it'll be a bit of both and then i'll probably devolve into a bunch of constructed content yeah for me it'll probably i want it like i love limited and draft but i think given the limitations of like you're only winning you're only getting prizes on what two or whatever like expeditions a week or whatever they're 
I don't remember what their limitations are, but or, or what they were at least it could change. Um, I just know that in my degenerate mind, I'm not going to want to play limited just for the sake of playing it. I would rather play ranked. Now, if there's a ranked expedition mode, that's Ooh. a different story. That that they could do that theoretically, yeah. um, or have a rank tied to it. In which case, maybe I will do that. Um, well, there's no reason they couldn't. No reason that I know of, at least. Yeah. Um. So you might see third parties do that. So I yeah, know true. that, uh, like Mobilytics, because they're the ones who have the like deck tracker, right? They've already mm -hmm. got some APIs kind of hooked into the game. Uh, depending on what kind of, uh, game information they're getting back, even if there's no official rank, you could see third parties do things like true. expedition leaderboards. True. Like that sort of thing. That would be really cool. Um. So I think if there is some sort of leaderboard or ranked mode for that i will probably um play that a lot though i'm going to be playing constructed too and saucy i know you're 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 all about that constructed world yeah i will say i think that expeditions are some of the coolest take unlimited that i've seen with it being a digital card game it's tough because you're not like a lot of the appeal of drafting and magic is you're at a table with people and you can kind of play off the table like you have to see mm. what people are drafting you can't do that in digital um i love what they did with expeditions but limited is lame and constructed is awesome boo, boo this man i mean i just like buildings Listen, I like building my Pursuit of Perfection decks and playing three to four cats. Let's go. I like playing Pursuit of Perfection decks in limited because I drafted them, and then they give me no, cards that make those work. No, you didn't. Yeah, they, they you draft. No, listen, I've watched you draft, and all you do is draft Draven every single time. I just, I'm a simple man. I see a five-power like, two-drop. I, I take a five-power yeah. two-drop. <laughs> I need five attack for two mana. My name is Blevins. Please put me it, it, in some kind of counseling. Uh, me, uh, me go face. Me go yep. face. Can we get some smorks in the chat, please? <laughs> um, okay. Last, uh, last question we have here was actually a listener question from a while ago that I wanted to talk about before we get going here. And this one is from Salvi B in the Discord, which is, again, over at discord.me slash radio. If you're listening, make sure you go check that out. We've got it's super active now because everyone yeah. is super hyped and we're all we're all talking about all that good stuff. Uh, but Salvi asked, do you think that any region would be able to produce uh, any deck type regardless of the meta? Like, could there be an aggro or control deck for every region? So w would we be able to see like uh, a PNZ control deck and a PNZ aggro deck? Kind of like we see Zoo Warlock and, and Zoo Handlock. Uh, what do you think, Charmer? Uh, I mean, the answer to that question is, yeah, you can see whatever you want. The question is whether or not they'll be good, Yeah. right? And the answer to that question would be, right now, with just the base set and just what we've seen from the two preview patches, um, no. Now, that's not to say that you can't take certain regions and combine them to offset the you know pros and cons of each region. But like if you're trying to build a, you know, Noxus control deck with Noxus as like your core, mm -hmm. you just don't have the tools there. Yeah. Similarly, like if you're trying to build a Frailyord aggro deck, that's not to say Frailyord doesn't have some good early drops because they've got some that are good, but you're not going to have like a heavy Frailyord successful aggressive deck. That's just not what that region is built around mechanically right mm -hmm. now. 
now new cards come along new mm -hmm. uh you know mechanics become introduced yeah sure there are things that you uh can add to those regions in the future blah 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 um I, that's why i mentioned earlier that i think shadow isles is a safe pick uh, as far as a region goes for a new player because mm -hmm. they are the ones that are like jack of all trades master of none right yeah. like they they can go aggro for sure. I don't think that they do it as Sharp well as St. Noxus does, <laughs> but they certainly have some great aggressive cards. Yeah. Similarly, they have some great late game cards. Mm -hmm. You know, do they have Shark Chariot. Uh, she she who wanders? No, but they've got some great late game cards as well. So uh, I think that they're just like a good safe toolbox kind of like pair this with another region, yeah. uh, kind of region themselves. So yeah, I think that. If the question is, can there be a good aggro and control deck for every region with just the base set, based on what we have seen from the preview patches, I would say no. I I think... Yeah. Do, do you want to go? No, I want you to go. Okay. I think um, I'm going to agree with Charmer as far as like if there's going to be a highly competitive tier one aggro and control deck for every single region, probably not. But what's really cool about deck building in this game is like being able to, I think you can see a splash of each of these regions and like a semi-competitive deck mm -hmm. for every archetype. Um, and like everyone has tools that work in both. But like you said, like having your Noxus control deck, probably not going to be as good as your Shadow Isles Frailyord control deck. Um, but there's there's still like, and like obviously we're just talking base set, but there's the option to, you know, like I was splashing Ionia for some of their, you know, deny <laughs> into every control deck and things like that like i think that since you do get to pick two regions um it makes it very interesting and you can see splashes in particular things um but every like every archetype is going to have the things they're strong at like for if you're looking into magic terms like red and magic is very good at aggro but there's been times in history where we've had really good control red decks big red. Um, yeah like you could have big red you could have spread red like these things that exist mm -hmm. for that um, and this game feels kind of similar to that, which if you're comparing to other games like Hearthstone, you don't always have really good control hunter decks or really a good aggressive priest decks, for instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we always, almost almost since the beginning of Hearthstone, we've always seen a Handlock variant and a Zoo variant. We almost always just see an aggro hunter but there's control or mid-range hunter decks and like there are times when can, when like hunter mid-range and aggro hunter are both good there's time i mean there was a there was a time when the dev team thought hunter was going to be a control hero yeah i honestly like their hero power was designed to be to like be the their win condition. condition i've tried to build hunter like that it doesn't really work but i, I yeah I it doesn't that. well i mean well and it's also I, like if you're looking into like this game has one set, right? We're in a, a right. basic classic set. But as the game evolves, when you get into an eternal format, like mm -hmm. if you're looking into eternal formats in Magic or Hearthstone, like Hunter and Hearthstone, there's really good tier one control Hunter decks. Mm -hmm. But if you have a limited card pool, Hunter as a class is more aggressive. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll see the same thing. Like when we have four years of sets, we'll probably have some really good control Noxus cards. But right now it's like, I mean, you're smacking them in the face, right? Mm -hmm. I just hope they print more five power two drops. <laughs> I can they will. I mean, 40 I'm sure. five power two drops, and that's Let's it. Let's go. I also want to be the name of the deck. They'll do it, but we'll also have like 30 avalanches, 40 mystic shots. Exactly. Like, it's fine. 
It's an ebb and a flow, man. <laughs> it is true. Uh, and we have ebbed for quite a while, but now we will flow into the end of the show. Uh, that was that might have been the best transition I've ever made. Some might say life. best. Others might say worst. Uh, Who is the judge? Uh, Judy. I'm judge. Yeah. There's only yeah. There's only one judge in this world. Judge Judy. Oh, uh, she's my spirit animal. That that is interesting. Um, but let's let's flow right into the end here. Charmer, thank you again for coming on. Is there anything you want to sell out? Shout out? Plug? The floor is yours. Um. Yeah. Follow me on Twitch. YouTube, down a dark alley, whichever way you want to do it. Just make sure you're following me. I'll be streaming a lot during uh, the opening weekend. I'm going to have some videos launching on my YouTube channel, both before the official launch and like uh, timed with the launch. So like patch notes, rundowns, uh, things like that. Once, once I'm cleared from the old NDA and I can post that stuff, it'll be there. So I'm doing a lot of filming right now and it'll, it'll be out as soon as it's approved. Very nice, very nice. Saucy, where can people find you on the internet yeah. and webs? Um, I'm everywhere, just Saucy Mailman. I've been putting out a ton of gameplay videos that I've kind of stockpiled from the last uh, closed beta and Runeterra on YouTube. So just youtube.com slash Saucy Mailman. I've got a bunch of uh, Pursuit of Perfection gameplay and a lot of Teemo gameplay because that's what I played a lot of, goofy stuff. Um, <laughs> but then I stream on Twitch four days a week at just Saucy Mailman. Nice, nice, nice. You can find me on the internet at the underscore Blevins on Twitter. Uh, that's the best place to find me personally. But you can find the show's stuff at Rune Terrible on Twitter, discord.me slash Rune Terrible Radio, and iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Rune Terrible Radio. We are launching, or we are putting the. We're going to start putting the episodes on YouTube as well. Yep. So if that's your fancy, uh, you can find us on YouTube. We, we don't have, we're not, we, I literally activated the account today. So we don't have the like fancy three hours name. ago, yeah, not even. Uh, so we don't have the fancy name yet, but it will be in the discord. The, the number one place you can go to find all the stuff is discord.me slash rune terrible radio. Again, charmer. Thank you so much for being on the, the second Thanks time. For, but like you said, the third time, is the, the charm that's right that, that is right yeah i'm surprised he even decided to come back i don't know <laughs> I, I i mean i know i wouldn't want to uh be back on this wait um okay before i dig myself into oh. more of a hole i'm gonna end it here thank you everyone for listening for saucy mailman for charmer i'm levens and we will catch you guys next week because we're back on a regular schedule because rotaras keep doing stuff we're gonna be back we'll see you guys Later. I fucking love that song so much. It's so good. It's, it works right. It works. <laughs>